This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 90, Can It Warson! Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Well, so, you know, I really like, there's a segment that we've been sneaking in uh, into the show every once in a while, which is where uh, we talk about literally anything else. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And I wanted to talk about, I wanted to use my platform right now to show, to, to just point something. So I I got back into uh, collecting vinyl music on wax and I've I've bought two records, and I want to talk about. I just want to throw them out there real quick. Okay. The first one is the soundtrack to Sonic the Hedgehog Three. <laughs> that was the first record I bought, and it. So there's this label called Moonshake Records, and they take old video game soundtracks and they press them on wax, uh-huh. and they come. They always come up with a clever, cute, like cover, and uh, this one was uh, Sonic. Uh, as uh, like Sonic doing the Thriller cover, okay, the Michael sure, Jackson yeah. Thriller cover, because of course, like Sonic Three was sort of ghost written by Michael Jackson. Oh. Uh, there's some really cool YouTube Weird. videos about that. Um, let's not speak on. Let's we'll stop talking about Michael Jackson <laughs> right now. But uh, uh, I have nothing more to say there, except for that Sonic Three is cool and I have it. Um, the other thing I bought uh, was from this little label called uh, Light in the Attic. Okay. They put out a compilation. So I, I found my new favorite genre of music. Uh, it's called Japanese City Pop. Is this, did, and, did our close friend Shelton get you into this? No. Does Shelton listen to City Pop? I don't know if pop? it's called City Pop, but Shelton wouldn't stop listening to old 80s and 90s Japanese pop music. Dude, that's so crazy. Okay, <laughs> so it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like Yacht Rock. It's like, oh, this might it's be like, um. It, yeah, it's very like yacht rock sounding, uh, except they're all Japanese, which actually probably sounds awful to a lot of people, but it's uh, so good. And they put out this uh, compilation called Pacific Breeze, and it's uh, it's Where like you know 12, 12, 12 songs or something like that from uh, nineteen seventy six to nineteen eighty six, and it's just opened up a whole world for me. And uh, I bought it. You can get it off uh, their website, Light in the Attic, or you can just you know like pirate it or listen to it on whatever streaming platform uh, to see and then like you know whatever but that's how we're starting this episode yeah shelton was here recently and we were playing hanami mikoji and we were listening to just like old 80s japanese pop music like like for real pop not not what whatever you're Mm -hmm. describing but just like the most popular artists no 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 i'm so what i'm talking about this genre of music city pop was the most popular type of japanese music until like basically until like the mid 90s when their economy kind of like collapsed a little bit um this was like a hugely like i'm I'm sure that if you if you guys if shelton was into he knows what i'm talking about well thank you for joining us on our city pop and twilight imperium podcast uh space cats pop turtles yeah and space pop space Space Pop. pop Space pop. 
Uh, we have a weird, we got a weird one for you today. This is, okay, I actually want to give the background on this episode idea because I've been wanting to do something like this for a while, but I had the gall mm-hmm. to think that I could do this as a series where we actually approach this with every single faction. Uh, today's episode is Can It War Sun? And we're going to we're gonna mm-hmm. ask that question with every single faction. What is the viability of War Suns with every faction? Now, I was crazy R- and wanted to actually do this, play a game, Try to get War Sons, see how well it went, and and give you a mission report. But to do that 17 times was going to take my entire life. Uh, right. On top of the other games that we play for normal reasons. So also, like you can't you like let's 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 talk about this. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way at the top. You can't do War Sons like that. Right. You can't be like I'm gonna you like you can't just sit That's down and be like point. I'm gonna do War Sons. No matter what happens, yeah. I'm gonna do War yeah. Sons. You like, have to get that used... your, you have to earn having gotten the War Sons. You have to get there. You right. You, but you painstakingly over the course of numerous rounds, every round you ask, can I still War Sun? No. All right, time to abandon course and go somewhere else or whatever. Right. So I just want to go ahead and point out that the the premise of this episode is already flawed because you can't just will yourself yeah. to war sun that's how you uh, lose wait, game i want to ask you a question i want to yeah i was just about to say do you do you feel like that was true in ti3 mm. you kind of already said it but what well no i what do you I think, think it was more i think it was easier to war sun in ti3 for sure the tech was that's much what i'm saying I, I uh and yeah they, they they still cost a lot but i don't know it I, i'm not gonna say money was easier to come by it i don't think it was but but the idea of getting war sun tech was much more attainable um, especially for a lot of factions, started pretty close to it. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. I, I thought about War Suns pretty often in TI three. Whereas now it's like literally the last thing even on my mind. I forget that War Suns are even a tech that I could try to get. Um, right. Whereas in TI three, you could come across situations where you're like, "Oh, I have all the necessary tech. I could just get War Suns right now. Let me go ahead and do that. Why not?" And and then right. maybe a round or two later, you'd get War Suns. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it was certainly more plausible. In terms of, like, strategically, I don't know. I don't think I was actually at that level to really, really break it down in TI3. But the fact that it was more attainable means it definitely was more viable. I mean, um, certain factions yeah. didn't have much of a problem with it at all. Well, I also just feel like it was when we were younger men <laughs> uh, playing playing Twilight Imperium back, you know, long ago uh, in the before times. uh <laughs> War Sons were so fun yeah. to think about in the in TI, yeah. whereas now they're kind of like it's like oh that's a young man's right. game, you know. Now right. it's it's well, I'm 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 here with my my trusty dreadnoughts. I think them getting and, so far uh, out of they the do tech well. path made it feel even more that way. Like because they're so yeah. unattainable, they don't get to be that fun thing you go for. Like you just I don't know, screw it, I want the War Sun. Like you just don't even get to make right. that decision anymore. I mean, it used to be that was such a big deal to us, somebody getting right. War Sons, that it would, like, affect that person's relationship. It was like they had built nuclear yeah, weapons. Right. It's like they were only but the only nuclear But it would happen almost every game, at faction. least once. One person would get yeah. War Sons before somebody the end would of the do game, it. almost yeah. every game. Um, maybe yeah. we were crazy people, but I feel like that is more common than, than not. Um, well, yeah. before we can break down with each faction, we should talk about, like, the questions we're going to be asking. Like, what does it actually take to get a war sun and that's what we're going to be basing our decision of can each faction war sun or not uh so like what's yeah the cri- what's the criteria, yeah, what's the criteria for getting war suns so i don't know hunter what's the most important thing what's the thing you gotta have if you have any intention of ever getting war suns well you gotta have the money to build right. them 
for sure. Lots of money. Um, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of yeah. money. I think people don't even quite like think about how much money it is. Because the thing is, okay, a war. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. How much money is it? Like, let's let's break well, it down. First off, what's it's the twelve resources? Unless you're Muat with Prototype War Sun Two, we'll get into that. Right, 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 right. But that's but there's there's that cost. But then there's, there's also, also the four, all of the tech five you have to tech get that you need to get there. Um, let's say you don't have any. Right. Let's say you don't have any of those. So tech. twenty dollars on tech. Twenty dollars. But and then and then if you play tech. Uh, right. Okay. So let's so let's. Thirty-two. What do we want to call $32 that? Thirty-two dollars at the at the max is how much yeah. you have to spend to get your first War Sun. If you right. don't have any well, and obviously you would never do it if if you were having to spend that much right. money. That's a crazy right. amount of money. Well, and the biggest thing too with a war sun is okay, twelve resources. That's just three dreadnoughts. I get three dreadnoughts all the time. But the difference is I can build one dreadnought per round and then end up with a yep. fleet that has three dreadnoughts, and that's very scary. I have to have twelve resources all at once to get one war sun. That's a good point. Having twelve resources all at once is quite hard to do, actually, uh, especially when when you consider things like you want to bank your trade goods for victory points. You might end up with a pretty good stash of trade goods, but are you going to spend all your trade goods on one war sun, or are you going to save all of your trade goods so that you can spend ten trade goods on the two point objective? You should probably save it for right. the objective. So having resources that are at your disposal to get a war sun is just a really big ask. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. What's what is our next criteria? Uh, the big one is, as we already pointed out, and this just ties into the money factor, is you need to have the favorable tech path. You need to already be on the yeah. route to it, realistically. If if you're gonna really be able to Warsun, it should be noted we're talking about a ten point game here. Fourteen point games, the the door for Warsun swings open a bit more. I'm not gonna sing, say I'm not gonna say swings wide open. It does not swing wide open even in a fourteen point game. But the, it, they are more viable in a fourteen point game. Uh, but we're going to talk about 10-point games today. And so just the amount of time that you have to research the tech and then buy a War Sun, you need to probably have at least one tech out of the way so that you're getting four tech instead of five. It's It, it helps. Um, and anybody who has more than that is obviously even more favorable towards getting War Suns. Yeah. Uh, so like, so it's five tech. Uh, or is that what it we is. said? It's three five red, one yeah. yellow, and the War Sun tech itself. So five total oh, of course, tech yeah. to get War Suns. I, I, I forgot that you have to actually get the War Sun <laughs> tech itself. Uh, so so five tech. So if if you had the slowest way to do this, it would take uh, five rounds. The game's already and over. then on your on your sixth, you would be able to use your War Sun. Right. So if the at the slowest level, the game is definitely right. over. <laughs> So you have to do it faster than the, like you have to do it probably considerably yeah, faster. Yeah, you should. You need to that. be getting War Sun tech by probably round four, even more preferably three uh, would be three is like what you want to hope for. But like asking anyone to get War Sun tech by round three is pretty tricky. Well, remember that the unless you have like warfare, right. li- likely. You're likely gonna have to wait till the round after yes, you get the tech in it, order to and then so. It's gonna sit there. Yeah, so I I I think most likely the best case scenario, pro, or the most likely good scenario, would be to get the tech on round three and then actually roll those war suns out round four right. and actually have them start doing yeah. stuff for yeah. you. Um, Which is a big and that's ask. you know that's a big that's a yeah. big ass that's a that's the, that is the key problem yeah. um, with uh, with war suns. A slightly viability. smaller one that you pointed out before we started the show uh, is mm-hmm. the i it, it it goes in with this idea. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. You kind of suggested that you probably need to be a faction that already is planning on having a forward space dock. Can you explain that? 
Yeah, so so what I'm trying to say, just kind of piggybacking off the, what we were just talking about, is that the window in which you're going to make use of these War Suns is pretty tight in a 10-player game, uh, meaning that I feel like production-wise, you kind of need to be a faction that either has the vers- like versatile production options like Clan of Sar and Arborek, or like a use for a forward dock, uh, because otherwise you're using the War Sun defensively, yep. which I don't know that there's a point yeah, to that, right. uh, unless it's unless you've already got the points if locked down. But then why were you defenses, planning? It shouldn't have been a War Sun. That that's a waste of twelve dollars to like yeah, suddenly I, drop I down agree. a War Sun. Twelve bucks if you have your space dock set up right, like in your home system, or whatever. You should have bought a bunch of fighters and a dreadnought or, or whatever. Like something else is more defensive than a single War Sun. Right and cheaper. And yeah, but uh, but so I I think a forward docker, some sort of plan to roll. I guess I, I'm I'm making it specifically about there being a forward dock, but it, it really is just like you need to be in a position to roll the war sun out faster yeah. than just having a space dock in your home system. Um, that's not gonna that's not gonna cut right, it, right? Basically. Uh, and the last thing is kind of similar to the to the tech path question. But it's just that, are you going to benefit? Is your faction going to strongly benefit from the other tech that you're getting along the way? Uh, it's, it's, right. it's one thing to just go ahead and get red, 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 yellow, and war sun tech. But are any of those tech along the way actually doing your faction any favors? Um, obviously, all the tech is intended to be like decent enough for every faction. But the whole point of like having an optimal tech path is... The tech that you buy, because you're going to buy so little of it throughout the game, needs to be the best possible tech for your faction. So things like plasma mm-hmm. scoring, if you are the Nalu Collective, you don't need plasma scoring, right? Because you're not going to really get that much bombardment or PDS. You're going to have huge fighter screens. So getting fighter two tech is way more valuable to you. Um, so going down the red yellow tech tree, that's the kind of questions we're going to be asking. Like do 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 the do three reds and a yellow benefit you very much uh as a as a faction i'll i'll add a little footnote to this point which is i think that this is where the faction tech is kind kind of has the biggest impact does the faction tech kind of communicate a way that like because that's that's what's gonna make like we we've already established in this show and i think what was maybe one of the best series of episodes we ever did, which was the Tech Paths episodes, uh, we've already kind of established that yellow-red is not right. yeah. great. Yeah. Or even, I, I would maybe say, not even yeah. good. <laughs> but but depending on what faction you're playing, what faction tech you yeah. have, uh, it, it that badness is mitigated a bit. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about today, yeah. basically. So I think we should dive into it. Uh, we have these. Oh, I, I want to throw out a rule real quick. So, so we're oh, the, yes. the rule of this discussion. Uh, it's pretty goofy. When, when Hunter and I um, do lists and things, there always has to be at least one arbitrary rule. <laughs> yeah. So the rule today, um, we're going to borrow from a podcast me and uh, Matt like a, a great deal called The Besties, uh, which is a podcast where uh, four friends talk about uh, video games and they always kind of do these like long, like what was the best game of the month or what was the best game of the year? And they all have to agree, which that's kind of the craziest hook of it. They have to, they basically just have to decide between the two of them. So we're going to play, can it war sun with the rule being that me and Matt have to agree. And if there's any disagreement, well, then we can't move forward. We have to suss that out. Yeah, we we have to come to an agreement. 
Um, so we, we have yeah. these in alphabetical order, and I don't see any reason to not just do it in alphabetical order. So let's yeah. start with the Arborek. Uh, the Arborek. Right. Uh, first, first thing to note, we're going to, with every single one of these factions, we're going to talk about their starting tech. Cause like we said, that's a big factor of what their tech pads mm-hmm. allow. And the fact that Arborex start with Majin, that's a red tech. All right. One check mark down. They, they are already right. slightly more favored towards war sons. Um, so Hunter, I think you tried a red, yellow, you tried a PDS Arborex recently. Didn't yeah. You? So, so I guess the question goes to you. How do you feel about war sun Arborex? Uh, not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, uh, PDS Arborek was not satisfactory mm-hmm. to me. Um, it's mostly, uh, a lot, I mean, well, I hope we don't repeat ourselves too many times in this, in this one, but it's mostly that you really need to grab a green. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, they're not, the idea of someone being like, my plan is for, to go Arborek PDS and then into War Sun. Right. Uh, that feels a little too like Arborek have a slow start, and you're already you're kind of doubling double investing. Yeah. My my plan with PDS Arborek was to go PDS uh, and then grab Cruiser right. Two and try and you know get ahead tech wise, make use of Majin to get to PDS Two, yeah. or probably not even PDS Two first. Probably would be Cruiser Two. Um, and then see if that speed can help me get my little guys to some place yeah. before you can, yeah. and then you know stack up, stack up, stack up. Because like I've I've said this a couple times on the show before, uh, but I and I still kind of feel this way. Don't get mad at me, guys, but I still feel a little bit like Latani two is a little overrated. Yeah, I just I'm, I'm going like, back I and think forth. I've come back around on it from when we initially talked about it, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't think you buy it for the upgraded production, but like just having better infantry is is basically always right. Um, yeah, uh, you don't need the production too, yeah. though. I feel yeah. like because you can just you can just throw a bunch down. I don't know. I just I feel like Arborek are when I play them now, I'm like trying to find a way to to make them good at something they're not already good right. at instead of just Do having them that. like be really good at yeah. this one specific well, thing, because Im- I feel like it's their Achilles heel. That's an important point, too, is what are Arborek good at? Well, their whole ability revolves around the idea that their production is only limited by the amount of infantry they have on a planet. So what Arborek is good mm-hmm. at is plopping on a planet and then suddenly spawning a ton of stuff. A war right. sun is not a ton of stuff. A war sun is one single one, one thing. thing. So you're not using the benefits of your ability. Now, the one thing that you are getting is, like we said, you're, you have that forward momentum, right? You can build your war sun anywhere you want in the field, and that feels great. Yeah. But you you are wasting all of that production supply that you had. You know, if, if you had six ground forces, you're only going to spend the $12 on one war sun. That feels a little bit like a, a waste, but... Let's talk about the other reasons why people t- people talk about wanting to go War Sons with Arborek a lot. And it's because you start with Majin, but you almost always, always, always are going to get Sarween tools first as well. So you, you may as well consider yourself yeah. starting with a red-yellow. Um, so that means you're, you're yeah. already only three away because you're not going to dip immediately into green. Um, so yeah. I think this is why people are so enticed by the idea of War Sun Arborek. I just think, like you were kind of saying, it just kind of goes against what they are actually good at. Uh, and that's why you rarely see it um, work super, super well. Now, the other thing, too, that I, I think makes War Suns kind of pointless with Arborek is 
the main thing that war suns are actually really great at is the fact that they can dislodge planets really well. Three bombardment on a three, mm-hmm. like there's not even going to be a ground combat. But Arborek is planning right. to come to the fight with more ground forces than anybody else in the game. Like the only people that are going to keep up with them is the Federation of Soul and maybe Yin. Yeah. So they're coming to the game with way more ground forces. So they don't really need all of that extra bombardment. So it's not like it's doing sure. you any favors to have the War Sons. Yeah, I, I I agree. It like it solves a problem that Arborek doesn't yeah. have. Yeah. That being said though, like Arborek doesn't have a great like they might have use for that capacity, although they could just build their flagship, right. so I don't know. Um I I feel like if you if 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 it was Arborek versus Soul or something like that, maybe a War Sun would be appropriate. Right. Because the 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 thing I think the most useful ability that war that war sons have, and it's a shame because it's just the being able to get past planetary yep, shield, right, right. right? I mean that's that's really that's the killer, um, and it's hard to imagine like that's such a specific scenario that Arborex going to have to get plasma scoring, something that they would only need if they went PDS two. Right. So I I really think I think if you do it, if Ar, if Arborex does it, it's it's you're going you're sprinting straight for pds2 and then you're sprinting straight for war yeah. sun basically. i mean i think that's, that's gonna so be the that's case. already a lot yeah, of tech that's gonna be the case for everybody though if you're planning to go war suns you more or not less necessarily no no oh. not not necessarily not necessarily i i i think because it's gonna take arborex so long yeah. to get to war sun that i think making use of pds2 in the meantime yeah. uh and making plasma scoring work because you're they're not going to be making a lot of use out of the bombardment. No. Because I mean, plasma scoring is never... basically a dead tech for you, like you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It is useless yeah. on the path. Um, Duranium armor isn't even like... a. Ma- I mean, yeah, maybe you'll have some dreadnoughts, but Duranium armor is not really doing you any favors either on, on yeah. your path. So, uh, Well, Hunter, yeah. can the Arborek Warsun, can they? Ugh. Can can they? Uh well I don't know how about how about you go first I here's how I, I we we want to say we want to give just yes or no answers I want to put mm-hmm. that I want to put it on like a favorability like ranking like I on a one to five I would put Arborek at like a three right so that's not yes it's or not no, yes it's though. like middling it's like they're they are on the way but I don't I just don't know why you need to it's it's not okay, a no but- it's not a no either. It's not a yes, but it's not really a no. Yeah, but Matt, but Matt, we that, those are not the rules. <laughs> the rules are can Here's it? What I'll say. War I think yes, it can. I just don't think it's your best possible course of action, but it certainly can better than a lot of factions. What do you think? Uh oh, we were already uh, off. To I a mean, rocky. Uh, I I I I don't think I don't think they can. Here's, here's why I'm trying to give them a yes is because I know how many of these factions are going to get no's, and so I'm trying to like start on a good footing so that it's. No 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 I th- I th- I maybe maybe we see this a lot differently. I I I think Arborek more than a lot of uh, I like I I get I get your logic here because Arborek does all right in the tech path. Yeah uh avenue like compared to like uh, obviously any faction that doesn't start with a yellow or a red is not going to do very good in that category um and arborak starts with a red but i don't i i think the mid game is going to be a disaster yeah if if like consistently a disaster i think if if we if we had you know 
tens of games of Arborek data to pour over right now. I bet you there would be a like, well, uh, about round three and round four, it got really nasty because Arborek had no useful right. tech really uh, at all yeah. and was just playing defensive. And, that, and the problem with Arborek is that it's a slow start. Yeah. The last thing you need so to do you is need, So you need something to kind of help you out in the, in the yeah. mid game. Uh, maybe if they get lucky yeah. and they can get warfare. I agree. Um, um, I think I was trying to be optimistic, but if someone actually asked me, like, hey, I was thinking about going War Sons with Arborek, I think most of the time I would say, you should rethink that. Hey, how about this? This this is how, this is what I'm gonna this I'm gonna give you two answers. I'm gonna say no. Yeah. Except if Jim Bob is playing, then I will just let Jim Bob answer <laughs> the question. He knows better. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's 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 my that's answer. A good answer. But so, so you said yes. No, I'm, I'm back. So on it. no, I'm. I, you convinced me. You won the game. It's no. It's a no. It's Arborek's no. a no, despite what many people might hope for them. Yeah, and I. Oh, let's hear from yeah. you. Like I and and I want pictures too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is the Barony of Letnev, uh, who start with a blue and a red. Ding 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 ding. They start with anti mass deflectors ding, ding. and plasma scoring. So let's figure out if Barony Aletnev can war sun. So so that's that's a good point for a favorable yep. tech path because we started with a yep. red. Uh, the other thing, uh, Barony has a faction tech, non-Euclidean shielding, that is red tech. So there's something on the path that they might be inclined to go for. Uh, uh-huh. Two red. And it's a, and it's a useful tech it's with war suns. It's a useful tech specifically with war suns. Now... Things get funky when you consider the viability. Like, direct hit is always the problem and the question for for War Sons. Uh, but we have to just yep. ignore that. Let's just pretend like, oh, we're just we're we're accepting that. Yeah, maybe they'll get directed. Um, what sucks about non-Euclidean shielding is that it replaces, in terms of the tech path, it replaces Duranium, which you wouldn't want to replace Duranium. If you can get a tech skip and spend one time a tech skip on non-Euclidean shielding and then not tech skip to War Sons because you don't want to waste the influence because all red tech skips right, are high influence, right. but you then get Duranium as well. If you had War Sons with non-Euclidean shielding and Duranium armor and plasma scoring, that feels pretty good. That yeah, feels like that you're sitting great. pretty. Uh, I want to I wanna make another point for give Barony another positive in the category of money yeah. because that's a positive there. Uh, having the best home system is, I think, a factor here. Yeah, yeah they have I th- the money. I think factions... You already have half the money you need for a war sun in your home yeah, system. Yeah, so that wh- what I'm kind of trying to say with this one is that with, with Arborek, I think the point I was trying to make was like, w- given enough data, uh, if if we were kind of arbitrarily going for war suns, I think we would see a lot of failure. Barony, I think, is a completely different problem, which is like, but you're so good at this other thing. Like, why are you going to bother right. war signs? Uh, but that's but that's not necessarily. We're not necessarily equipped to answer that question. <laughs> this is all about could they if you wanted right. to. I yeah. think, and I'm feeling I'm very much leaning yes. Yeah. Actually, what's funny Barony. about Barony though is there's a couple things that like supersede war signs. You don't need like mm-hmm. so the Arc Secundus, the Barony flagship. Other players already does it, the planetary. It shield already thing, does the yeah. planetary shield thing. And if we're talking about it, their other faction tech, which you're never going to get, L4 Disruptors, requires one yellow. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's sort of like an after-you-get War Suns thing. Like, you got Sarween tools, you could get L4 Disruptors. Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? But the thing is, L4 Disruptors, during an invasion, units cannot use Space Cannon against your units. Well, if you have a War Sun, you've also already done that. 
Uh, well, no, but War Sun doesn't disable space cannon. It just it disables disables oh, well, I, I don't know. I'm getting backwards. Regardless, you've bombarded the crap out of their infantry. Like you're you're sort of doubling down on a thing you don't need to worry that much about. So at, I guess my point basically turns into all the things that War Suns are going to do for you. Barony's already going to do their bombardment on their flagship is five on a three. Mm. I mean, three, three dice on a five. Like you already are doing the War Sun thing, and you didn't even have to go get War Sun tech. Oh, this is fun. So we are not seeing eye to eye yeah. here. I have feel I feel like I'm having an epiphany, <laughs> okay. which is that Barony. What a fantastic War Sun sure. faction. Besides the the lack of direct hit, which is uh, actually a huge problem. But I'm gonna just like put that in a box. I'm putting direct hit in a here's box. Why, for this whole here's why episode. I'm not putting direct hit in a box is because oh, okay. because it because it's an important part of the argument. <laughs> <laughs> Because non-Euclidean shielding and Duranium armor together with Dreadnought 2's being impervious to direct hit makes for amazing. Like, the scariest ship in the game. Much, much, right. much scarier than a Right, but this, okay, so so this barony that I'm talking about doesn't necessarily not build any Dreadnoughts. It's just that what once we transition to the mid-game, uh -huh. the War Suns are the ones doing the damage. Yeah. So we can still, you know, probably have... Plenty of normal barony dreadnought fun. Sure. We're just not getting dreadnought too. So like, I feel like there's there's kind of a weird thing that happens with barony anyways, which is like they want a lot of red tech, but uh, it, but they also want dreadnought yeah, too, and that th is those weird. feel like kind of on separate yeah. paths. So what I'm trying to say is maybe there's a there's a world where you forget about the arc secundus, you forget about dreadnought too, still but still build the dreadnoughts. Sure. Um, and then War Sun is your mid-game swing. Because one of the, you know, Barony's problem is consistently not having enough ground forces. Yeah. And War Sun is a high-capacity right. unit. And deals with other people's ground forces very well. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's something, I will, I'll, I'll say this. Like, if we, if we put the two approaches uh, next to each other, where we have like Arc Secundus and these, you know, awesome Dreadnought Twos, and then a War Sun with defensive Dreadnoughts. I think one of the one of the negatives that that the that the Arc Secundus and the Dreadnoughts have is the kind of lack of capacity. Whereas War Suns is like pretty pretty decent yeah. capacity, Can't, especially if we're if we're talking about both of them on right. the field. Which I can I know. give another uh, another counter here though? And this one's similar yeah, to yeah, the Arborek point. Your ability Armada to have two additional uh, tokens in your fleet pool, or like you know you you are above that, doesn't take advantage of War Suns at all uh, because you've spent all your money on one big ship and you could have had three dreadnoughts instead of you know if you have one command token in your fleet. You're supply, right. You're I rolling have three less dreadnoughts dice. with that can soak six total hits on three dreadnoughts for the same price that I got that War Sun. One War Sun, two yeah. hits. Six shots or yeah, more I, with I, non-Euclidean and all that all that business. This is why the Dreadnought fleet of Barony is so terrifying. Because you can have yeah. more than them than anyone else is going to in one fleet. The War Sun doesn't take advantage of that at all. I want... This is another situation where I want to agree with you. And I think this is how every conversation is going to go. We want War Suns to work. But Barony does all of these other things so much better that you're, there's just no point in going down. Even though, like you said, you're going down, you're going deep into red tech. You're probably getting three, you're going to have three total red tech. You're going to get, you're going to have plasma. Mm -hmm. You're going to try to get Duranium and non-Euclidean. You might have to get Majin on the way. That's four red right. tech already. You might as well just get Assault Cannon, though, 
and then not ever like you don't need the yellow tech you just don't need to go down that route at all you've you've got the money for all the dreadnoughts you've got the fleet supply for all the dreadnoughts your yeah. your arc secundus didn't yeah. negates the yeah. need for a war sun you're getting me yeah. you're getting me <laughs> yeah you know what this game is going to end up being the answer is going to be like no every time yeah. and it's gonna one be one of us really wanted the, it <laughs> who, who yeah well no which one of us is the one that decides for sure that it was no i think i won the art yes, the arborec discussion and i think you i think you just nailed yeah. it with the barony yeah. thing so i'm gonna say no i think i think a war sun barony could be fun but there's not really a need because you're gonna have more fun sticking with the well with the dreadnoughts and the i Arsicundus. think actually though i feel like with the question can it war sun the answer is yes right. though actually we've asked the wrong it, question it, it, it can. can versus should is very different and we're, what we're really asking right. today is should it war sun arborex should not war sun they can but should they no no, but see, that's that's not necessarily you what saying I'm saying. It, they I'm saying Arbrek in 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 the scope of a game, uh, w- just in in a lot yeah. of games. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I'm talking about like like overall. There's gonna be there's gonna be the the weird. You know, there's gonna be games where you do it. There's probably even probably even half games you probably do it. But I think half of those other games you're just straight up not even gonna be able to do it. I think Barony could do it a hundred percent of the time. Right. But it's kind of dumb. Right. It just like, doesn't. It, you're, there's not a need. It doesn't really. So I'm gonna say yes. There we go. No, you have to say no because we have to agree. Mm, I'm gonna say yes. It can, <laughs> but with you the, could with be the doing better caveat, things with your money. Yeah, I'll, but it's but it's dumb. All right. If, but if so I don't that, get a that's caveat the thing on is, Arbrek, I'll still be a nice guy and give you a caveat on Barony. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 the answer the answer was the yes. The answer is Barony. yes, but you could spend your money on better things. Let's jump down. Yes, but it's dumb. <laughs> Let's jump down to uh, the clan of Sar, who start with anti mass deflectors, and that's it. So that's a big check mark against them. No tech path no, is bad, bad, not, bad. Not good on the tech path. Um, let's talk more about the tech path. I don't get PDS as the clan SR. I could care less about PDS. I'm not. I'm not planning to stick around anywhere. Yep. I'm going wherever I yep. want. Uh, so the last thing yep. I need is a red and a yellow tech. Uh, man, I feel like I can just already write these guys off. Uh, what's the, what? Well, well, wait. Let's let's talk about. Well, there's two. There's two categories they do very well yeah. in, which is that they you know once the once the war sun is bought, we're we're putting that wherever we yep. need it to anywhere be, we want. and that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is money. Right. So we're we're talking about we're talking about a faction with that traditionally plenty has of money. Uh, plenty of money. It's it. Let's talk about how specific it is though, because it's early game money. It's not That's necessarily true. like whole You're game. You're not just money. getting you know a ton of money in in round four. It's it becomes much yeah. harder to take planets. So yeah, that's very true. Clanisar is good at amassing a very quick starting fleet, and then they kind of have to ride that out for a little bit. All right. So let's imagine. Ugh. Well. No, I uh, no, I don't like this. The, just the, not you're, we're not gonna be able. You're not gonna be able no. to do this. It's it's. I was gonna say. Well, I'll just go ahead and say what I was gonna say. So so I was thinking maybe I would make a case for like may, you could save all of those early game trade yeah. goods. Not yeah. really, not really spend mm-hmm. them. Keep them banked for you know, and then you got <laughs> and then you got to buy Sarween and you got to buy Plasma nope, Magen and Duranium, and then you get War Suns and. What a huge waste. Yep. You oh my burned god. Your early what game a, advantage. No. That's the whole reason you were clan Asar. What did you do? Yeah. I'll be surprised if we say a single faction can do it that doesn't like the tech path thing is is huge. Awful. Yeah. Like if you if the tech if all the techs are wasted, it's really hard to imagine. Yep. Yeah. 
this I, I'm, out I'm pretty you. comfortable with already giving Clanisar a hard pass. I think it might be one of the hardest of passes. Yeah. Which is actually, funny because you think of give. them as having big, scary Sarballs, right? They're big. It's a big, scary fleet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's big, scary because of all the other reasons. It's not scary because of a war sun. Um, and there's just too many other yeah. valuable tech. Uh, getting chaos mapping yeah chaos mapping would be awesome to chaos mapping a war sun right start of your turn build a war sun and then immediately send it to someone oh that's fun but like the yeah. the amount of time it takes to get to that point is just too much have we seen a pds clan asar i have i don't know that I've, I've, I've never seen, seen anyone one. care enough to try to go i'm, down I'm sure somebody I'm sure has tried it but i don't see the value in it i don't see why pds is something that is such a it's it's way less of an investment yeah. So I feel like there's probably a story out there of everybody having a good PDS day with whatever faction, Uh, but not traditionally. I don't know. It just doesn't play into your to your faction strengths that much. Let's move on. Uh, This uh, this next conversation is going to be a a weird one and one we've had many times before. Uh, The Embers of Muat, who start with plasma scoring. And if you want to word it this way, they start with War Suns. They start with War Sun tech. So what are we talking about when we say can Muat War Sun? Uh, well, I mean, I think they can't, basically. Right. So let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the War Sun uh, faction can't War Sun. So, so what we're actually asking with Embers is, can they get Prototype War Sun right. too? Is that, yeah, is that's that what, what we're, we're really going to ask. Um, which, yeah. we, I, I see the argument. Um, people say that you can and that you definitely should. There are some people that are very vehemently uh, in favor of, you need to go Prototype. What are you doing if you're not going Prototype War Sun 2 as Muat? Uh, we have in the past favored getting gravity drive and going other routes and plugging your holes as it were mm-hmm. um i've come around a little bit on on the the whole conversation of can it war sun with muat i think a red tech skip or even a yellow tech skip one tech skip really changes everything for me uh in terms of favorability yeah I'm afraid that we have a skewed vision, though, because we have we watched a long series of games on a map that was yes, favorable to exactly. getting prototype right. War Sun. We designed that map um, so that it would be favorable for. Yeah, to- so that so that would be a factor. So I'm afraid I'm afraid we might be a little bit skewed yeah, here. Yeah. Um, I think traditionally I, it's still kind of a tough shake. I think I think though I'm coming around to the idea that it's just like you just you just kind of got it. Yeah. Because even the gravity drive just, doesn't save them, right? Yeah. I mean, no, no, it 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 really doesn't at all. And and I think the only thing that can really save you is late game being able to pull off. Like you, you've been you you've been basically very slow all yep. game, and no, there's no single phase of the game for Muat that I feel like favors right. them, except for if you have Prototype War Sun two. We've consistently seen Muats yep. do some really yeah. crazy stuff in that like late and, game. And, and I think that has seeing that more than once, seeing that a few times has has really changed my opinions on that thing. And and I kind of think it's it's a little bit of both. People people tend to get annoyed with us when we um, groan about the Muat because there's a lot of people out there who really 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 love the Muat and they're sick of us hating on them. Uh, and it's because they see this late game potential out of them. Uh, and I yeah. think we tend to play with more mid-game focused people. Where we tend to be a lot mm-hmm. scrappier. Um, and so maybe that's why we just don't see the potential as often as players that play in that more late game centric group. Um, so for me, I think kind of what you were saying hits it on the head, which is just like, you, you gotta, you have to. Um, 
because it's yeah. it's you're not gonna get a fair shake anywhere else. So your last ditch effort is to come out swinging really really hard in the late game and hope you got lucky in the early in the mid game. If you got lucky enough to hold on early in mid game, a prototype War Sun two could change your end game into a favorable situation. I think though I'm gonna say this though I think whenever we get back around to doing uh, talking about Mua in a, a you know hardcore f- uh, strategy yeah. way I. Th- I my feeling is that what we're going to be saying is that the red skip is like essential, yeah, yeah. like a, like essential, right. like or even the yellow skip, even it. skipping Sarween is nice. I mean, you want to skip Majin. That's the yeah, main so, reason I you mean, want Sar- the red Sarween's, skip. But Sarween's not important. Right. But 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 us at least one tech skip, preferably red, is like pretty clutch. Yeah. Next up is the Emirates of Hakan. I'm really interested to talk about this one. Whoa, wait, wait. So so we said oh, no we, on Mu'at. Oh, whoa, wait. Did we say no? We oh, said sorry, yes. Sorry. We said we said, we said yes, 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 despite it being a, a kind of a sad little thing. But yes, they can, yeah, it's just and you hard. probably have to. Uh, yeah. Emirates of Hakan. Yeah. So they start with anti-mass deflectors one. and Sarween tools. That's one check mark. They got the yellow out of the way. And, and that might mm-hmm. be the only yellow you ever need. Although we've talked about in the past before, Emirates of Akan actually really do benefit a lot from transit diodes, which is funny. Um, but also because yep. you're on, that's on the path to uh, Quantum Data Hub node. Both their faction Everybody's tech, favorite. yeah, both their faction tech are not red or yellow. This is something we kind of stopped talking about with uh, Embers and Mua. Embers and Mua had a red tech. We didn't get into that. Whatever. It, it really doesn't play mm-hmm. into their their situation. But Hakan doesn't have any red. Uh, Faction tech, their yellow is very deep, which isn't what you need out of a uh, War Sun race. Um, mm-hmm. So the money question is a big one. Hakan usually has the money, although yep. the late game tends to become kind of a thing for the Hakan, right? I mean, late game money is actually harder sure. to come by. If they if they got too big of a surplus, people stop trading with Hakan. Uh, people have established more neighbors. It's a little bit of that Clan SR problem. You made all your money early, you might be dwindling in income in the late game. That's not always true, but I could see that being an argument against War Sons. Um, I mean, I think we gotta give them a check mark for money, though. Yes. Just overall. Yeah. In, in I general, think this is one of those things, like, if we had enough data, I think we would find that they're... they're yeah still a pretty high percentage yeah. of games where Hakan makes the money that right. they need to make. So so they're um, a decent check mark on money. They're a they're a okay check mark on faction tech. Uh the forward dock thing is a funny question because you kind of really need that second dock in your home system, which means you're only going to have one forward dock and they don't really have any other reliable ways to like get stuff out there on the on the front of the field. I've started to notice that Hakan plays a lot more defensively. The successful Hakan that I've seen is typically more defensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in the early and mid game. Yeah, I also think Hakan is unique in that uh, I feel like you can afford to take construction yeah. more than most. Right. So I, I'm going to say that they're they're decent for this. Right. Like in that, well, because you're I think taking if you were that. playing Hakan and you were like, I can get, I can afford to take construction and get a forward dock and then get War yeah. Suns next. And you're getting lots of PDS because you're taking construction more often. Um, so the yeah. plasma scoring is going to help. Um, yeah, I think there's, I think there's a lot of routes that kind of can push you towards war suns. I still hesitate to say it's a good idea. Um, it's weird that we're kind of given this one such a, like a, a, a freebie pass. It feels like, but I think what it comes down to with Hakan is we haven't felt like they do anything else amazingly yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel like, I mean, the best, the best advice I can give for Hakan at this point is go down yellow. Um, 
and right. and the, here's the other argument i guess uh you start with blue yellow so you start right next to dreadnought 2 so why not just get dreadnought mm-hmm. 2 and then go down yellow instead of going down red and yellow um yeah but maybe maybe there is a place for defensive yeah. i think maybe there is that take that takes construction gets pds2 uh, and then gets very aggressive late yep. game once they've gotten War Sun. The the only thing that's sad about that is them having to get Majin and Duranium. Right. So I think maybe this is another red skip is kind of a make or break. Right. But I I'm leaning yes. I'm leaning that that they can. It's maybe like it's pretty questionable. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say that they're the worst candidate for it. No. They actually might even be top five candidates. The, the, the big difference here is that it's not like a Barony or Arborex situation where it's like there's something so much better you could be doing. There isn't yeah. really something so much better you could be doing. Production right. Biomes is an even, okay tech. It's it's good, and it's down green path, but it's not like you're really missing out if you don't get it. Quantum Data Hub Note is a game changer, um, and you are sort of missing out if you don't get it, but... I don't know because I haven't seen Hakan try War Sons. I'm willing to believe it, and maybe maybe we'd play it one time and be like, "Oh no, absolutely not! You need to just get Quantum Data Hub Node and and you know right. stick with that." Right. Um, but I, I'm willing to give it a yes, um, and I want to try it out. Is basically where I'm gonna kind of land with Hakan. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I think I think they're doing better than than a lot. It's just not. I don't know, like, even when Hakan goes Dreadnought 2, they, they have no, like, you know, cool combat abilities. So it, they kind of just have very generic-feeling yeah. fleets. Right. So maybe maybe War Sons might be smart. Yeah. I, I do think this is, and, and this is, I'm going to say this many times, I'm sure, but I do feel like the PDS2, like, taking construction aspect of Hakan yeah. is an important factor here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, sometimes I haven't like PDS two is not the most versatile right. route. It's it's to, weird for anything really. Yeah, I, I go back and forth on it. Um, I think your hardest thing going this route is it's gonna it's going to have been difficult for you to get points all game. If you went super defensive Hakan and then got late game War Sons, I don't know where you scored all your points. Uh, maybe you well, got see, lucky. I th- I think what I'm trying to say though is that depending on the type of game, like the type of points that come out. Hakan might be able to afford to have a slow yeah. kind of trade heavy right. early and middle game. And then with the idea, if you could like somehow ensure that you're going to have war sons out and ready by the time those stage twos start coming right. out. I mean, I think you're basically rolling the dice if you do it, but I, I also think like basically the whole premise of this episode is we're evaluating a bad yeah. strategy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I think with that, understanding um it i i think i would put them like kind of in the middle or maybe even pretty good as far as like i give them i give it like a four if if we're going back to that one to five ranking sure like it it is a little bit better than middle it's not a it's not a solid yes but you know it's leaning that way yeah but but i think for the purpose of our question of our stupid uh arbitrary question the answer is yes yes it yes, can, it can. War son all right next up is the federation of soul boy i have a really easy answer for this one actually uh because yeah. of everything that soul is and does first off let's let's get the starting tech out of the way anti-mass and neural that's a blue and a green that's not red and yellow that's uh you're really good at ground forces already uh, it's like a super hard no to me um 
because yeah, what what is it doing for you? You're, you're defending with your ground forces. Is, your tech path is so good in the blue and green path. It, if I saw a soul going yellow red, I would laugh at that. Right, that's right, insane. There's a little bit um, of an argument for a yellow uh, Federation of Soul, but again, the red sun or the the war sun tech path is not a is not actually a yellow tech path. It is a one yellow tech path. So it's mostly just a right. red tech path. So yeah, it's I don't see it. There are so many better things you could be doing. Uh, it, it really just it's it's got the same problem that barony had where it's like because i will say this like federation of souls got the money they're definitely more money set up than most of these factions in that uh they have good commodities uh they have a good command counter economy which literally just translates to them having yeah more stuff. right um but uh beyond that it, the tech path thing is just completely unforgivable yeah. Uh, I think it's a pretty hard. It's, it's no. a tech path problem, and it's a there's so much better things you could be doing. Their strengths lie in completely different areas. There's just no yep, purpose yep. for it. You're never Let's gonna not waste yeah. any more time on the dude movers. <laughs> it's a no. Uh, it's a no. Get out of my office. <laughs> the next one's gonna be really weird. Uh, the ghosts of Creus. Yep. They start with gravity drive, so not in the tech path, and yet ghosts of Creus are some people's favorite war sun faction. Oh, they're such a cool explain war sun explain it to me Ex- paint me the war sun Gr- creus picture well it's i think it's a very tenuous one yes uh but we can imagine the pds ghost shooting through yep. uh shooting through wormholes and being wily right. um they already have gravity drive so have- i think the idea is to lean on gravity drive and their movement yep as like to basically make it where they don't need any of the normal upgrades that you would want to go right. for. Um, I think that like personal, my personal opinion is that ghost Creus is like such a good blue green. Yeah. Obviously it's so obvious that they're blue green and blue green is the best anyways. Right. But I think they're, I think because they start with gravity drive, it gives just enough versatility with the movement that people are like, I can go yellow red and make this happen. I think th- another case for it is that there's the tech skip factor yep. with uh, War Sons, and that you, we're, we've said several times already that if you can get a tech skip, that helps the uh, the, the odds. Yeah. Um, and there's no faction more equipped to sneak a specific right. tech skip than the Ghost. Very of Creus, true. Basically. Yeah, I think that PDS yeah. point is a huge one. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I like what you're saying about the, like, you've already got gravity drive, and you have yeah. a base plus one on any wormhole. So, like, the the main thing you're trying to fix in every faction is that mobility problem, and ghosts have it in surplus. So, you kind of get the freedom to do whatever else you want. Um, and so, the idea of building a war sun uh, and sending it very, very far from, I mean, you can, it's a four movement. Yeah. Uh, war sun from your from your home Insane. system it's that's so crazy and good that it's like i i don't I, you know i kind of just don't see why not uh they're better their w- regular war sun is better than the embers exactly. prototype war sun too yeah. like it's the best yeah. war sun you could get it, it is and that's that's the number one thing in, in its favor is it's literally the best war sun you could get in the game so why why not get it at that point why not yeah bend your strategy around that i had a hard time getting yellow red ghosts to work but I'm kind of curious to give it another swing. I don't think I gave it a fair shake. This is something I know you've kind of uh, 
called me out on of like I'm just my brain wasn't able to really like wrap itself around red yellow ghosts I kind of have to go blue green for my play style to have success well I mean I want to I want to try I want to give it another go I want to be clear Uh, all of the if I sound really excited about uh red yellow ghost that's not necessarily what i'm trying to say i still think at the end of the day outside of this discussion they're much better served going blue green uh and that red yellow might even be the worst option as far as tech path goes but they have uh because of the movement they have just enough to kind of enough wiggle room i guess is maybe the term i'm looking for they they can wiggle into a bad tech path and possibly right. make it work. Their worst tech path is still not too bad, which is interesting yeah. for a faction that I don't consider that great. Yeah. But uh Compar- comparatively, right. it's like compared to other factions, I would I would say that Ghosts is maybe uh, an exciting option yes. for yeah. war sunning. But even within the scope of a game, if somebody announced to me on round one that they were playing Ghosts and they were going for war suns, I would be like, this is probably a mistake. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe it, maybe right, it won't right. be. But yeah. But definitely within the context of this conversation, uh, yeah, that's a big yeah. yes. I think they're the number two as far as I'm concerned, yeah. uh, as far as getting war sons. Right. In my head, they are the number two faction to do it with. Yeah, I'm, I might be inclined to agree with that. I think I gotta. I have one other one that might get placed above them, but I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, okay. Let's jump into the L1Z1X mind net who start with neural and plasma scoring. There's a check mark. We got one red out of the way. Sure, but, but that's that's it. That's where that stops. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the Lesix are the dreadnought faction, and that's for lots of many good reasons. Uh, they have super dreadnoughts, yeah. and super dreadnoughts are amazing. And you are completely wasting your time if you don't invest in super dreadnought too. Yeah, I mean, but there's there are those people though. I don't know. L L one is going to be kind of hard to talk about in in this context because of inheritance systems. Uh, they what I like about them is we just got done talking about the ghosts being like having this this wiggle yeah. room. L1 kind of has much less so, but that same wiggle room of like I L1 is the only faction on this list besides Jolnar where I would say that I can imagine someone being like, well, I wasn't planning on going War Sons, yes. but I kind of saw an opening and it makes sense, so I'm just going right. to do Inheritance it. Inheritance Systems does change everything because yeah, that tech path doesn't matter. So I could we could I could see you getting Super Dreadnought 2, then getting Inheritance, then getting those War Sons. And let's talk about the pros of L1Z1 next having War Sons. Harrow, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard of. Using yeah, Harrow with Warsun Bombardment and Plasma Scoring is nutso. Uh, mm-hmm. Four dice rolling on a three every single round of ground combat. You are never going to lose a ground combat, ever. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really similar, I think, to the conversation here, I think, is really similar to Barony mm-hmm. in that we're talking about a faction that already does a lot of good stuff. Their flagship is great. Yeah. Uh, Super Dreadnought 2 is great. Uh, however... Whereas with Barony, it was like you're kind of really committed to one particular path and you kind of need to make all your tech be as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. That is not really true about L1. And I still see people whose philosophy is go for inheritance systems yep. first and then get whatever you and want. And then just build your tech after that, however you right. want it to be. And I think that's st- like, I used to like really kind of reject that style, but I've seen it pay off for people enough now. 
Or I, I've also just seen people do really weird stuff yeah. with L1. Yeah. Like go for Cruiser 2 first and then Inheritance and then to Super Dreadnought 2 and then to whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, another trade-off too here is the same thing as Barony, which is L1's home system is $5. Uh, so you've got almost half the cost of your War Sun already paid for. Um, so I, I'm kind of willing to give Lizix a one. Uh, I mean, a, a yes here. What do you... I, I don't I don't usually see it play out, but boy, if they had them, I don't know if there's a scarier faction. I don't know if there's a scarier yeah. Warsun on the board than on L1Z1X Warsun. I think we said Ghost is better, but I think L1s is scarier if it gets sure. to, if it gets on your doorstep. Uh, I mean, I think the Ghost Warsun has all the versatility. Yes. Um, the L1 Warsun is like, oh man, I, we don't have X89. How are we going to do this? Oh wait. Here we go. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I I say yes. I say yes. Too. I think it's a big yes. T- to me, they're. I think they're my my, my number three. Basically, I think okay. I think they're a little not quite as good at it as ghosts, but definitely better than uh, Hakan. Yeah. Is concerned. well. Let's talk about my maybe number two or three, which is I the see. Mentac Coalition, whose starting tech is mm-hmm. Sarween and Plasma, which is a red and a yellow. The only reason yep. we're even considering Mentac Coalition a War Sun faction is because they start with two check marks. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of them as a War Sun faction for any other reason based on their style of play and everything else they're doing, but because you start with two big chunks out of the way, it's hard yep. not to consider it. Mm-hmm. Um. The things that take me in the other direction are both their faction techs are down the yellow path and mirror computing you want very badly. So you really... What's interesting too about mirror computing is mirror computing actually makes War Suns even better because now you can buy War Suns for $6. But the idea that you're going to get three deep into yellow, then go three deep into red, then get War Suns, that's that's very ambitious now in a 14 point game that sounds awesome and i can't i just can't wait to do that but it is a bit much to ask for a 10 point game um but i don't know dude i don't i don't want to disagree with you outright but i'm smelling this is almost exactly like the barony conversation yeah i think i agree where i'm like if you're doing that then why aren't you doing the other thing the other thing's so much better yeah the mirror computing thing is so much better the cruiser twos that just go and do absolute chaos like they're just causing mayhem everywhere it's better everything else is better than war suns even though you start right there i think it's it is a it's a compelling argument with you starting that close but you don't need it i'd still get pds2 and still have that defensive structure but there's there's just no need um to dig all the way into war suns you would have like literally in order for me to to say yes right now you would have to explain to me how you were going to reliably always get mirror computing and yeah, War Suns by round four. Not gonna, not like that happen. that's ridiculous. There's absolutely yeah. no way that you're gonna do no that. Way. Um you gotta you you'd have to have your skip game would have to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um but I will say like like one thing I want to know is that Mentech I think is the only faction where I would be like, yeah, uh go ahead and get PDS too, but then just don't keep going. Right. Yeah. Basically. That's like they're a fun PDS faction. Yeah. But I that's don't the argument the to go that I like with Mentech is like they are a really great PDS faction, which they it's the same argument. They wouldn't have been a PDS faction if they didn't start with the requirements for PDS. Uh, but mm-hmm. that does not apply to that doesn't continue on to War Sons. Yeah, I agree. All right. So it's, it's a, a no. no. It's a hard no on Mentech. Uh, hard. Next no. one up is the Nalu Collective. They start with Sarween and Neural. So Sarween, that's a check mark, But 
I used Nalu as my example of, of a bad excuse to get War Sons, which is everything else yeah. that they have is better. Neuroglave is better. Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2 is better. It doesn't even play in line with what you're doing as a faction. You're gumming up the works. You're building big fighter fleets. The la- You do not need a War Sun to... If you build your Matriarch, your fighters are fighting in your ground combat. You don't need the bombardment from War Sons. Like, there's, there, there's almost... This might be the least valid War Sun to me in yeah, the whole I, game. And I, well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to lump it in with Barony as having, uh, well, no, but Barony even, you know, Barony, Barony's going in that other, direction. Going down those red yeah. yeah. This is even worse. You're right. This might be the worst one, like as bad as soul was, right. because it's like, not only are you not set up really to do right. this, um, you're passing on so many good right. abilities in order to go for war yep. sons. No thanks. So yeah, no, I, th- <laughs> I think it's a hard no. I, th- I think it, I think it is a slightly less hard no than Soul because you do start with Sarwain. But that's about the nicest thing I can say about this right. idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next one we almost have to skip, but let's at least say it. The Necrovirus. You don't. Oh no, I think the answer is if yes. you have the opportunity like, to. Yes, do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get it. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I think Necro definitely can War Sun. Maybe even more than everybody else. Uh-huh. But that just with the giant caveat <laughs> that they have to get it from somebody right, else. You have to have played so with good luck with right. that. Good luck with like being in a game with Necro and somebody being like, I'm gonna get War right. Sun, and then you being like, All right, yeah. now here we yeah, go. M- I mean most, I, I mean it happens. I think it's I think Necrovirus is gonna but. get prototype War Sun two more than it ever gets War Sun. And there's only one faction oh, that can sure. get prototype War Sun two, but like nobody else is gonna get War Sun if Necro's in the game um can we throw in anything that's like why i mean is it just good because they could actually get it or there is there anything that's actually helping necro here's my argument against it even if you are like i think you could spend your money on other things better units because uh bombarding a planet doesn't help you get tech so i i don't need that Uh, i'm probably building a lot of ground forces because my flagship is so good speaking of my flagship i'd rather invest my money in that flagship than i would in a war sun right but but the thing about Necro is it's like it's like the same principle we had with L1 where we're saying like you could you could go for it except for L1 actually has to like invest in mm-hmm. order to make War Sun an option whereas Necro doesn't have to invest any of their own right. money or thinking into it they just have to have like somebody else has to yeah. do it yeah um, this one's that's the rough part yeah it's kind of an easy yes purely from the standpoint of of that where you can just like decide to do it oh the war sun was out there yeah i'm gonna get it and i'll i'll be able to I afford just, a war sun at some point probably i think that if i was playing as necro and somebody had war suns uh it would be the second they got it it would almost be like well i have war suns now because if i need war suns i know how to yeah, get it right basically. exactly and I'm not saying I would automatically get it, like it's just automatically good. But all of a sudden, you know, we're looking at, oh, well, I need that planet and it's got a PDS on yeah. it. I've got a solution to that problem now, basically. <laughs> right. I know how to do that. Right. Uh, so a, a, a yes for the Necro. Next up is the Sardak Nor. Uh, so obviously they start with no advantages towards getting uh, the tech. Uh, I guess we have to point out that they do have Valkyrie Particle Weave, which is a two red. So if you decided to go red tech, uh, Sardak, which I do think is a viable idea, um, sure. you would be moving in that direction. So if you were going Varticle, Val- Valkyrie Particle Weave, Sardak, I'm leaning towards a maybe. Um, here's why Sardak gets a no, though. 
War Sons, yeah. we've talked about this in the Sardak episode, War Sons do not bank on your faction ability. Your faction ability is right. a plus one to more to, to units. The more yeah. units you can apply that to, the better that ability becomes. That's why fighters is are very good for Sardak because you're getting more statistical odds the more fighters you apply it to, and it's just better odds for the fighters anyways. Turning a role of needing to hit a three into a role that needs to hit a two is is nothing um so it, it there's really just no there's no value in a sardak nor war sun besides just the utility of it kind of being like a war sun it's a heavy hitter but you can probably do more work going blue green as sardak yeah and i think you're just kind of your your tech situation is uh supposed to be dire yeah. but we just keep seeing all these sardaks recently Get lots getting and lots like of tech, tech back to back yeah. like just being able to grab that strategy card and just completely fixing their tech problems but if that's not like there's no game where i'm playing sardak and i can be cocky enough about tech in order to justify planning towards yeah. war sun that's the yeah. problem for i'll me, say this much i'm that, giving it, i'm yeah. giving it a no but i do me i do too. want to Very see it so. i want to see that game where sardak yeah. nor gets valkyrie particle weave destroyer to war sun and pds2 and i don't know has this crazy game but like most of those things don't sound like they're actually benefiting sardak no, much. but pds2 is such a bummer with sardak because yeah, it doesn't even benefiting. help your yeah. pds your pds are not better than normal which actually i'm pretty sure that was uh, the opposite as it was I in uh so. in in ti3 i'm not saying it gave you a plus one but in ti3 sardak like started with deep space can yeah or something like did. that i don't yeah, remember they i'm like, not gonna make that claim uh, but i just i just remember pds, PDS sardak in in ti3 was a thing yeah. and now pds is kind of silly with sardak yeah. in my opinion all right done no <laughs> next up is the universities of jolnar this one's pretty easy you start with all four base one techs so you start with two check marks done just like you did with mentac and also you can get there really fast if you want to or or optimally not faster right you can't use your ability to skip tech on upgrades but you can skip right. the bad upgrades to get to the war sun tech uh -huh. so uh -huh. you're a, you're a you're a universities of jolnar that would have plasma scoring not majin duranium armor assault cannon sarween tools and war suns that's pretty awesome yeah uh, you can yeah. afford it because you also at some point got e-res siphons and you're just getting money anytime anybody decides to do anything about you. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Jolnar are an easy yes. There's all kinds of other things you could do too. I think there's many, many options as Jolnar and War Sons is one of them. Yeah, I mean, you could get War Sons on round two. Yeah, so. why not? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, they're, they're my number one as far as factions that can make War Sons viable. Yeah. I think I think they're just the easiest that's, one. Yeah, that's very uh, true. And it does fix a lot of problems for them because they have weak units. So you might as well get out the strongest yeah, unit. Yeah, it's out the there. opposite as the Sardak, Sardak problem, right? The minus one yeah. hurts your fighters more than anything else. But if you can get yeah. one big scary unit out there that going from a three to a four, it's not bad. that big of a deal. So yeah, you're you're kind of yeah. incentivized to go for War Sons. Yeah, in fact, it's. I mean, like I know why we don't see it. The only reason we don't see it super often is that war sons overall are just right. like not that you could great. be getting setting, all this other side as jolnar and do probably better but right right but it's worth a go <laughs> you know it's it's worth a go and it's not like you know we're saying round two you got war sons and then you there's still plenty of time to get 
you know, e-res and everything yeah, else. Then, for sure. Then you're golden. Or even like the stronger point is that Jolnar doesn't have to plan to get War Suns. Like Jolnar can spend the first two or three rounds researching whatever and then still be set up for a late game War Sun surprise, right. basically. Yeah. 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 It's it's a big this is the biggest big glowing yes letters, for me. yes. Uh next up is the yeah. Winu. They start with whatever you want them to start with. So they can start with a check mark or they don't have to. Um, yeah. generally advise starting with yellow, starting with the Sarween tools. Um, you could start with Animas. I would not want to play Winu that starts with a plasma scoring. That does not sound fun. Yeah, that's lame. Um, but starting with Sarween is still a check mark. Um, but then from there, I don't know what... Pl- I mean, I guess you could just forego every other ability in the game that you have and just play defensively early. Get PDS. No, this is all on. bad. This is all quite bad. <laughs> nothing is, no, saves let's, Winu, let's... and nothing also includes War Suns. War Suns will not save you. Uh, they will only dig you deeper into the Winu grave. Yeah, and I mean that we've t- we've talked it to death, but they they you know they have the one thing that they can do, and that has nothing to do with War Suns. Yeah. basically, yeah, not helpful. And I would say like the the War Sun the the case for War Suns. Uh, is like it's a, it's a case to be made, and and I'm not saying that they're the worst unit or like that they're. I'm not trying to make it sound like we're just like dunking on War Sons is like what a horrible unit. But I will say the case for defensive War Sons, which I feel like is the only way yeah. a Winu would really play it, uh, really yeah, lame, not good, like super yeah. lame, not helpful at all. Um, yeah, because now we're not even talking about busting a PDS, which like I mean, actually, the the one caveat I would say is that a Winu with uh, War Sun, if they don't have Mechatol, can probably yeah. get it. I guess right. um, that's it. But it's, it's a no. no. Next up, we're about to have a conversation I just haven't really even thought about. Uh, but we're going to talk about uh-huh. the Exchok Kingdom, who start with Graviton Laser Systems, which is a yellow. Sure, that's a so check that's mark. a check mark, and. I just opened my own eyes up to the idea of extra war sons. Um, here, well, let me take yeah. you on a journey, Hunter. Uh, for okay. a while, okay. I've been trying to crack the puzzle of extra. They don't win often enough, and I can't figure out why. Because by all intents and purposes, they should be a decent enough faction. But I just—they're a good tournament. They're, faction. they're apparently a good tournament much. faction, but they something's going on with them. Uh, and the issue I always have with them is. If you're not getting points, what are you doing? And because they're a defensive faction, it can be hard to get points. So I always thought, well, you got to get movement then. You got to get gravity drive. You got to get blue tech. You got to find a ways to get out there. Gravity drive helps your flagship get forward and hurt things. What if instead we leaned into the early game defensiveness of X-Jaw, built up that PDS network, did all that scary stuff, and then swung hard into the late game with that war sun? It's sort of the same argument as the Muat thing of like mm-hmm. what if we then showed up to the party with the war sun i th- i kind of think there's an argument there because you're also it's sort of like the arborec thing where you're gonna mm-hmm. get plasma scoring because plasma scoring helps your flagship um right. so you're gonna have a, one red and one yellow uh so then all you need is two more red and and the war sun tech i kind of even though it's not something i've ever tried i feel like Maybe it's surprisingly viable. You're shaking your head. Let me hear it. I'm shaking my head. I, I, I you can hear it. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I think I strongly disagree. And I, I think the telling part is when you're bringing up like, oh, it's sort of like Arborek. Like, well, that's not a, a golden standard. That's, that's not a point four. Um, 
Extra is, I think, kind of a middling start. Not slow, but definitely kind of like... I, I just feel like if you're going PDS Extra, what you need is something like instinct training as yeah. well. Like you need uh, something something that's going to help you get through the late game problem of everybody having really cool stuff. And yet, like, I, I guess in what you described, it sounded like what you're saying is play a normal game of extra plus war suns on top of yeah. that. But like playing a normal game of extra and getting your flagship out there and getting a PDS network it's set up, lot. that's basically a full game challenge. Yeah. And to also get war suns after that, mm -hmm. I don't know that you've really got the time or the versatility yeah. to That's make that the happen. key word is the versatility just isn't there. It's it's a tight it's a tight but like stout and well centered early game with X shot. It's not like yeah. your Arborek where you're maybe gonna lose everything in the first couple of rounds. No. But no. it's just you're not getting out there. You're not, you know, you're not getting set up to bat. Like you you just don't quite get to do anything. And so yeah, I think I agree. You you're not versatile enough to make the war suns count in your favor. Yeah. And uh, one, one random thought about extra, I think trying to get blue tech into the extra universe. I don't think that that really works. I haven't, I, I haven't gotten the, it to work I personally. I, I wish it did. Yeah. It makes sense to me that it should work, but it just hasn't yet. You just got to lean green. I, I think that they are the, the faction most set up, for uh cruiser two to kind of save their yeah, game probably basically probably um because cruiser two i think is their only opportunity to get uh versatility but yeah i mean i i can't imagine uh an extra game so like let here's here's the easiest way i can put this uh if you're extra and you don't have instinct training but you do have war sun what are you going to use to block that direct right. hit <laughs> because you don't have you know what I mean? You don't have your thing that really saves your right. butt. Um, yeah. And I do feel that way about uh, instinct training these days. I feel like it is like legit one of the best faction techs and like kind of essential yeah. to their. Late yeah, game, I think I agree. Basically. I'll say this about extra and it's the same thing I have with Mentac. Those I think those are the two factions I'm most looking forward to playing a 14 point game as because I want to try War Sons with them because in a, in a 14 point game, I think things become more helpful. The argument is a bit more yeah. there for War Sons. It's just not there in a 10-point game. Uh, but but a I, no a no on extra. They cannot War no. Sun. No. Next up is the Yin Brotherhood. They start with Sarween Tools. That's one check mark. But, oh boy, howdy does it stop there for me. Um, there's people that will argue. Uh, there's like a Destroyer case to be made. People want to say Destroyer 2 could be cool as uh, the Yin Brotherhood because uh, you want to build a bunch of Destroyers anyways and then use Devotion. But that is the... Very, very, very bad way to play the Yin Brotherhood. Uh, Yin Brotherhood are a blue-green faction, and if you're not playing Yin Brotherhood blue-green, you're kicking yourself in the pants. Um, yeah. That's how that's how I very strongly feel that's about it. That's how you feel. Yeah. yeah, you really feel that way. I think there's an argument to be made for green-yellow, um, but I'm definitely not going to make the argument for red-yellow. No. no, no, it's not. It's not there. Uh, there's just... It's not helping you do anything. You don't... You have indoctrination you don't need bombardment you're stealing their ground forces it's better yeah. for you to have one ground force left over in the ground combat so that you can gain it rather than kill all their ground forces the last thing you want to do is bombard all their ground forces away that's how you gain free ground forces in the field that's like the best part of right. playing the yin right 
Yeah, I agree. I think it runs counter to to their everything basically. Yeah. And they're not they're not an especially they don't get a lot of points in the money zone. Right. No, so it's like not. I don't I don't know why they're I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're getting out of going after War Sons. I I I very much think it's bad. Um, it's actually a shame that we didn't save one of the better ones for, for the end for last. We did this in alphabetical order, and now our last yeah, one, like, <laughs> it's a very easy answer. Is Asarl tribes and no way ever. Never. That's a big no. Yeah, just never. That's a huge no. <laughs> You're getting all four green texts, and that's it. I mean, you can get other texts. Mm-hmm. You're going to get blue texts and stuff like that. But the, no way are you going red, yellow. Just that's absolutely ridiculous. not. I don't even. I could explain it more, but it's just it's because every other ability is better. Everything else you can so what, do is better. So let's just go ahead and say no, because yeah. I I can feel that's where yeah. we're at. So what what do we kind of learn by the from this? I think we've got a little short list. What's what's your short list? I feel uh, like Jolnar. Right we both put his number one. Sure. Uh, we you know we put um, the the Muat is there. They have to be. They're just kind of required. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we gave Hakan a pass. I think it's. I just think the possibility. Yeah, yeah. is there. We were just very I, lenient with them. Uh, we were much more lenient yeah. with them than anyone else. Well, yeah. So, so you know what it is. Uh, Hakan has a lot of the same problems that every faction has uh, with trying to get war sons, but there's not an opportunity cost yeah, yeah. for Hakan. A lot of these other it's factions, a big opportunity e- cost. even I would be like, well, but they do this other thing and that's yeah. better. Hakan doesn't really doesn't have any distinct combat advantages. Meaning, like, they don't have to lean any particular yeah. way for their game. Yeah. So, like, I feel like because there's not an opportunity cost of, like, well, they have this one unit that would be really good if they right. specialize in that. Um, because that's not there, I just feel like, well, maybe it's worth a yeah. shot. Uh, we gave Ghosts a decent yes. L1 got a yes. Uh, and the Necro got a sure, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the strongest cases there are certainly um, Muat, L1, Z1, X, Ghosts and Jolnar. Those are the four that are like, I actually do consider those when I play those factions. I really do consider War Sons. Everything else, yeah. it's like, oh, I guess you could make a case or, oh, well, I don't know. But those four, when you start a game, you go, hmm, can I War Son? And I, and, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's not a crazy question to ask. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I will say this now. Uh, ruin us. Yeah, with, errata this one to death. Yeah, if you got it, if you got some story that you got to share uh, with us, yeah freaking send it over and let's talk about it next yep. week because uh i feel i feel pretty confident about what we've said today uh but if you feel like we missed something or if you feel like now i will say this if you guys just send a bunch of stuff saying like that hakan stuff is is silly i mean the hakan one is the lightest yes yeah right like by, right i think like it's a very light they yes barely passed. And, <laughs> and it's literally just because i kind of think in some ways like hakan's not that great so maybe like throwing in war sons might work yep. just because it's like well there's nothing else they can right. be doing it's I mean, possibly just, a way to swing harder money. in the late game which they currently yeah. don't have anything besides quantum data hub node and that's not swinging hard that's just doing a weird control situation yeah, but it's pretty. It's cool. pretty great. I don't know. Actually, now that now that you throw that in there, that is kind of a cost. Uh, never mind. I well, I'm gonna stand by it. I'm gonna stand by it. I'm gonna stand by it. Well, uh, I, we've got some errata to catch up on. I was not here last week, uh, but let's dive right into it. No, no segue. There's no music. Cut the music. Uh, errata. Music's cut. Uh, this is from two weeks ago uh, when we were talking about promissory notes. 
Buckley's mm-hmm. Chance uh, was talking about the Baronia Letnev's faction promissory note. And actually, many, many people brought this up uh, because many people are smarter than Hunter and I. Um, so mm-hmm. here's us eating crow. Um, Buckley's Chance said, you said a re-roll is worse than a plus one combat advantage. This is mathematically false. The advantage is larger the greater the initial chance to hit. A standard Dreadnought's chance to convert a miss is 25% with the plus one and a 60% chance with the re-roll. Only Jolnar's ships that would hit on a 10 on a 10 would get a fractionally better bonus from a plus one. Uh, one on a nine, 11.1% versus one on a 10, 10%. So just like very marginally different. Uh, obviously, anything that lengthens combat a low hit chance or sustained damage tilts in the favor of the plus one and anything that shortens combat high hit uh, chance lack of sustained damage tilts in favor of the opening roll so all this is saying is uh like comparing this basically to the sardak nor ability not even comparing it to another promissory note but just the sardak nor plus one uh a one round re-roll is typically better than a plus one unless you know it's going to go a lot of rounds. And even then, it still kind of goes back and forth. Uh, my favorite thing is this number in here of the chance to convert a miss on a Dreadnought, 25% chance of it being better with a plus one versus 60% better on a reroll. That's a lot better. Yeah. That's that's pretty yeah. substantial. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the, the Barony note is better than we give it credit for. It still doesn't feel good. It's still, I don't, I still don't, find that many reasons to get it from other people from, from a barony like i, I just don't I'm, I'm still not gonna buy it for very much for all the other reasons well, the trade good problems and all those other things we talked about that that episode did we and did were we co- like comparing it to teclar we legion? were and there's like a valid happened? argument there too still because teclar legion is a ground combat only and right i i mean it's not it's apples think, and oranges I at think, that point Sure, and I think I think there's something that just keeps getting missed when we talk about Teclar Legion, which is I feel not to say that uh, no, but this this was a very good errata, and we always get math stuff and statistics stuff wrong, wrong. Yeah. We're we're our brains are not meant for that, and we can't do it. Um, so we do say stuff that's wrong like this. But just a point I want to bring up about Teclar Legion in general: it the the scenario where you would use Teclar Legion is a very clutch scenario right. basically always whereas i feel like the barony note you can you'll use any old time and so i mean sometimes it will be a very clutch space combat yeah. but you always have a lot more space combat than ground combat and ground combat is like always critical right. whereas space combat is sometimes right not, yeah basically. yeah i agree with that i i think you teclar legion is more sellable still than barony's mm-hmm. uh Barony's note. Uh, our, In spite of Barony's note being right. better. Uh, our basically. next one is from Milty, who Milty is all those rules questions. This is from last week's uh, rules quiz that I sent you guys. Uh, Milty, uh-huh. yeah, most of those fun. questions were from Milty. Those were not like me. That's I, I put the question out on a different Discord server, and Milty is rules god. Uh, so he came, came forward and gave me a bunch of options. Okay, whoa, whoa. First of all, he's not rules god. There is no, there's no rules. Well, there god. is. His name is there's Dane Beltrami. <laughs> well, no, that's the rules of daddy. Um, <laughs> there's too many daddies there, on this show. <laughs> well, there's rules. No, there's just there's, rules daddy and not daddy. Um, there's no, no other I'm the pod daddy. Didn't you call me the show daddy last week? 
There's three uh, daddies. Yeah, you're show daddy, but the, I only call you that when you're not around, okay? When when we're both here, you're show daddy and I'm show stepdad. You're show buddy. I listened to the uncle. episode. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I didn't, I still haven't listened to the episode I can wasn't I, on. That's, can I tell the fun people uh, what Millie said, what Milty said? Yeah, okay. go ahead. Do, do, uh, do, do. Uh, so basically, I did a rules quiz wrong. I gave you guys the wrong answer. We answered it wrong. The whole point of the whole thing yeah, that we did, we up. did it wrong. Uh, the Necro Infantry 2 answer is actually no, they cannot roll if they just gained Infantry 2. The units die, and when they die, they are Infantry 1. So there's nothing that triggers. They die, the other units die. When the other units die, that's when you gain the tech. You gain the tech after the units die. Now it's too late to use infantry too. So that was all right. wrong. Uh, also, for what it's worth, uh, the the last question that didn't have an answer ended up getting an answer uh, from Dane, uh, which Milty sends us, saying, also, EJ is correct about elimination. It happens immediately, and they cannot complete the objective. So the rules quiz was if Necro basically gets eliminated at the same time that they would also score an objective to win the game, which happens, uh, the elimination happens first. Elimination happens immediately. So that's fun. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to say the rules quiz is going to be uh, our like final... Our final, our moment of zen. At oh the yeah, end of the episode that's like the new. Bit. That's the new play of the week. Not to say play of the week is totally yeah. gone, but I've been saving plays of the week up. Uh, we've got a lot of good ones, but I want to do another this Imperium life. And we we were doing plays of the week so often. I mean, we're doing it constantly, but we stopped having like room for this Imperium life. And I want to have another really good one of those. So we're gonna do right. rules quiz for a little while. Uh, so stick around after the rundown for a rules quiz. Speaking of the rundown. Hunter, did you know that you can rate us on your podcast app of choice, specifically iTunes I am or aware Apple Podcasts? Uh, give us a rating. Tell us ooh, about ooh, your. Wait, wait, tell us wait, about wait, what wait. a this, good this, city. This, what was it? City Pop. We're such a good city pop yeah, podcast. So We're your favorite city tell, pop. Tell podcast. us that we have a lot of good insight on Japanese uh, late seventies and early eighties <laughs> pop music, including city pop. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Space Cats Pod, uh, Facebook Space Cats Peace Turtles. You can find our posts on the Twilight Imperium subreddit. You can also join our Patreon and contribute to the show uh, and get your own episodes or contribute to live streams or vote on upcoming shows. Uh, you can also join our Discord. Or vote on vote on the new game. Yeah, There's vote on the game. new game. There's we're, a new game coming out next game. week. We will have the final two games decided, and the final rundown will be on. Uh, and two weeks from then, we will decide on the game. So we're three weeks away from deciding on what game number two is. I, I want to throw this out there too. Uh, those of you that feel really strongly about Game of Thrones board game Last Mother of Dragons, uh, right now that one's on the chopping yep. block. So you guys got to come out if uh, if that one's gonna beat you know root or something yep. and like stay in somehow. Yeah. So. Uh, you can also join our Discord to join in in the fun conversation and get a bunch of your Patreon benefits there. Uh, Hunter Donaldson. Yeah, so uh, I do stand-up comedy. Um, I've got two weekly shows I've been pushing for a while, but I'm going to stop using this space uh, to do that. Uh, I will say this just in general. Uh, there was a I had a really fun time uh, with one of the listeners, Necro Firewall, was visiting... Uh, Portland and came out to a show and actually sh he shouted uh, Space Cats Peace Turtles as I was walking up to do my set and uh, I, <laughs> I didn't, didn't know, know he this. was there like I 
I had told him to come, uh, but I didn't re- like we hadn't like seen each other before, and I was so taken aback to hear that uh, like uh, going up there was such like a fun treat. Uh, it also kind of threw me off at the beginning of my set, uh, but overall, I want if Necro Firewall is listening, uh, it was so cool, uh, and it felt awesome just to just to be doing stand up and have somebody uh, just I don't know. Just, I don't know. It felt good. But regardless, uh, what I really want to be pushing right now is I have uh, probably the best show I've ever put together Yeah, uh, is coming up. Uh, it's on July 27th in Portland uh, at a place called Desert Island Studios, which is, uh, it's kind of, it's actually a similar studio space to uh, Rock Hill Studios. If you saw the... Um, the holiday spectacular yeah. this year. Uh, it's a similar type of studio space where it's like a big black wall, but we have lots of really cool um, lighting equipment that uh, my producer, Adam Vera, who's a very, very talented person, uh, bought. Uh, we we are going to have uh, Curtis Cook on the show, uh, who is a writer for the Jim Jeffrey show and like a Portland legend. I'm so excited to have him on the show. Um, this one is huge. This is going to literally be... I, I might not top this show for a very long time. So please, <laughs> if you live in Portland or if you're going to be around July 27th, um, please come. It is a ticketed show. What? <laughs> it's not free? Uh, yeah, sorry. It's not free. It's going to be a $10 show uh, for you to see like comedians that work for Comedy Central have been on... Uh, like have had their stand-up featured on Comedy yeah. Central. And also, uh, like, my personal favorite comedian in the world is a guy named Milan Patel, uh, who would never, ever listen to this show. So he, he will <laughs> never, ever hear the truth. And I'll never tell him to his face that he's my favorite comedian. Uh, but he is, and he is going to be... Uh, he, like, left Portland. He used to be a Portland comic. He's been living in L.A. He's going to be back to close out the show. And I can't believe it. Yeah. I am so excited. Yeah, if you're um, one of those people please, that lives near Portland and have kind of heard of maybe coming to a show, this is, like, the one to go to, for sure. Yeah, this... Yeah, this... We've been doing uh, this show for... We, we only do it in the summer. Um, and it's called uh, Comedy... Comedy show house show party you don't remember comedy. what it's called comedy party remember. house show party like, isn't it yeah oh yeah comedy party house show comedy that's what it's called <laughs> um and uh you can find the event on uh facebook or it, you know just like reach out to me and i'll like i'll i'll send you a link to the ticket stuff actually maybe we'll just put it in the uh in yeah in the things but uh yeah i just really want to make a very strong pitch for that uh it will be really fun and very special if you come out yeah. to it all right, Hunter. It's the rules quiz. You know, we should actually get like a real a little jingle, jingle for that. Yeah, actual jingle. Anyways, tell. Uh, so, the, so if you don't know how rules quiz works, <laughs> basically Matt knows the rules of the game. I don't really know the rules of the game that well. I actually had a really good explanation for this. Uh, uh, you know how like. Now that you have a smartphone in your pocket and it knows like math and stuff that you've gotten worse at math. Yeah. Uh, that's how I am with, with you, Matt, <laughs> and the rules to Twilight and You period. never have to answer because, rules questions because we're always together when we play. Yeah. So like I don't, I, I never had to learn the rules as well. Not to say that I'm not an idiot, <laughs> but like th- some of these rules questions are ridiculously Stupid, specific. Yeah. And I am not, you know, I'm just not in that sure. caliber of like knowing the rules sure. to that extent. Well, so let's 
Give Hunter, me mine for today's this, rules for this quiz week. question. This is an easy one. This one is in the rule book. This is an actual FAQ question, just straight from the rule book. But let's see if you know it. What happens if the necrovirus and the barony of Letnev both have two dreadnoughts with non-Euclidean shielding and duranium armor? Those are the only two ships in the space combat. What happens? Walk me through that scenario. Well, uh, two dreads. Well, the non-Euclidean okay. duranium armor. Well, wait, wait. So, so the last time I heard of this was on the show, and it was just it. It was something we talked about because it's a, uh, you know, it's like an in- unwittable situation. There's no way out of right. it. So what I'm assuming is in the new living rules reference, he put like an explanation of what happens. Is that, that correct? Is, you are in the right direction. And now I have to guess what, what happens. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So I'm just that, like, I'm just, I'm pulling this out of my butt, and I'm just making up a ruling. Um, NES and Duranium armor don't count in the fight. Period. Okay. Okay. That's a. F- they're, that's, they're just neutralized for that fight. Or maybe maybe it's like just Duranium doesn't work. I don't know. What is okay. it? It's it's way worse than that. Oh. Okay. Uh, if neither side has the potential to win. The attacker, the aggressor, must retreat. If he cannot retreat, his units in the combat are destroyed. So all of this is to say, if you are Barony and you go to attack a Necro, and Necro already has two Dreadnoughts, and you plan on bringing two Dreadnoughts, you better pray that you have other things in that fight that are going to help you win it. Because if it comes down to a two dreads versus two dreads, and they've got all the same tech as you, you are going to lose for for picking that fight. It is oh, a, it is a punishing lame. the attacker ruling, uh, and it is a doozy. <laughs> well, I kind of liked mine. <laughs> I feel like maybe I liked yours too, but I don't know. It's weird to just turn a tech off for like a because we broke the game thing. But it's just like it's just like. It's like the second that the battle becomes the two two dreads be two dreads, it's like they're those texts are not right. operable yeah. anymore. But I mean that I I I I get what uh what game daddy what rules daddy is doing. I feel like he's because if he if he creates a situation where you turn tech off because you never turn right. tech off. It doesn't ever. make sense. Yeah. So so I think he was trying to find a way out that didn't create more problems right. basically and it can't be punish the defender because then you can just launch the attack and be guaranteed to win as the aggressor so it kind of just has yeah. to go the other way which just sucks for the aggressor so you have to be extra careful as a barony attacking a necro but that's it Weird. we did it we can't we we found out if it can war sun and uh we made it out the other side hunter how do you feel i really like rules quiz because i think we're gonna teach everybody yeah, it's, it's good we're, we're gonna this is a good public service for everybody, and it's funny how how few times I'm going to nail it. But uh, good job, everybody! I want to thank uh, Matt. I want to thank uh, uh, Light in the Attic, uh, the record label that put out um, Pacific Breeze. What a great album! City pop, right? I'm all about it. Anyways, uh, this has been Hunter's uh, show about music he's been listening to lately. Um, if you would like me to listen to any specific music, uh, feel free to mail me uh, a letter or write uh, me on Discord, and I'll I will review whatever music you like, um, th- it, as long as you don't mind me not listening to it if I don't like it. <clears throat> Matt, are you there? 
Is anybody, uh... Okay. Here, uh... This one, uh... This one's called, uh... Sportsman. And it's by, uh... Ha Harumo? Nope. Mm, ha what was it? What was his name? Not very good with Japanese names. Um... So, sports, sportsmen. Okay, so it's by uh, ha Haruomi Hosono, and it's called Sportsmen, and we are playing that for you now. Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>